is um, Simon, uh, not Simon, Thomas Elphick out there. Can you come here? I got you a Christmas present. I got you a Christmas present. Did you? Yeah, do you want it? Okay. It's a cushion. Can you put that there? Can you get me a Christmas present? And can you put it the other side of the lectern, please, Thomas? The other side of the lectern, there you go. And this is a, another Christmas present, it's a microphone. Now, do you know what this is? Um, something that you speak into. Something that you speak into, and that, and then? It makes it louder. It makes it louder, yes. That's what it is, hold it. Hello? I said, hold it. <laughs> okay, so you know it works. What we're going to do is we're going to chill here. All right? And what these guys are going to do is they're going to think of a time when they didn't know what to do next or a time that they weren't sure what was going to happen next. All right? So sit down. Chill out. I'll come join you in a minute. That's what they're going to think about. And then when they're done thinking, they're going to talk to their neighbour. Well, that's enough of that. You all have stories. You've all shared them. Thomas, do you do sport at school? Yep. Right, good. What do you play? Um, rugby. Thomas plays rugby and? Football. Football. Good. So you're a fast runner. Perfect. Stand up. Show yourself to the hordes of people in front of us. And they're going to raise their hand to share a story of a time when they didn't know what choice to make or what to do next. A time when you didn't know what to do next. And Thomas will run. Even if you're up the top, he will get there because he's one of those young, fit ones. <laughs> so go. Share a time when you didn't know what to do next. Thomas, there. Use your eyes. There you go. Look at him, go. Whoa. It was the time I left school. I hadn't a clue what I wanted to do mm. and where I should go. Brilliant, thank you. Oh, he's going up the top. Not as quick as I thought he'd be. Uh, hey, this is loud. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I was doing my homework. I was math questions. I just thought I'd get in math. I didn't know how to do it. So I just stayed in my room for all day. <laughs> <laughs> great. Okay. Thank you. That's a great story. Anyone else? Oh, there's one down here, Thomas. Don't, don't run down the stairs. Health and safety. Gently. There you go. 
A quick walk. Left. When I got a Christmas present I didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? We've all been there. Great. Anyone else? Oh, down the front here. I couldn't decide in my little quiz at the beginning of the service whether, the, whether to use my tiebreaker question or not, because it was very silly. I didn't use it in the end, but if you'd like to know what it was, ask me at the end. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, oh, oh you Great. I went for a job interview and I didn't get the job. Oh, what to do next, yeah. One more. Sue Bev, up the top. <laughs> it wasn't this time we went to Cameroon, but the first time we got to Paris an hour and a half late and we'd missed the plane to Cameroon and we really didn't know what to do next. Oh, great. Thank you, Thomas. Come down. Can we have a round of applause for Master Thomas? You've done stunningly. We're going to have a second reading now. Thank you, Jill. Right, the second reading follows on from um, the first reading, so we're up to verse 36 now. There was a very old prophetess, a widow named Anna, daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She had been married for only seven years and was now 84 years old. She never left the temple. Day and night, she worshipped God, fasting and praying. That very same hour, she arrived and gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were waiting for God to set Jerusalem free. When Joseph and Mary had finished doing all that was required by the law of the Lord, they returned to their hometown of Nazareth in Galilee. The child grew and became strong. He was full of wisdom, and God's blessings were upon him. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you. So you will know, I am not Alan Strange, I try to be, um, it is my desire to be, and when he gives me his words to speak, I get very excited, but they're not my words, if there's any complaint with them, please take them up with him. You may score me and judge me on my ability to read. So this is Alan's sermon for today. Many of you will have been on a journey this Christmas. Has anyone been on a journey this Christmas? Yeah, lots of you have been on the journey this Christmas. Well, Mary and Joseph had also been on a journey. They had to make several journeys, in fact. You all know Jesus was born in Bethlehem. That's about six miles from Jerusalem, about the distance from here to Heatherset or Stoke Holy Cross, a little further than to the airport. It's quite walkable within a couple of hours. The rules in Israel said that on the eighth day after the birth of a boy, he had to be taken to the temple in Jerusalem and be presented to God with a sacrifice of some animals. 
And so Mary and Joseph would set off from Bethlehem for that very temple. Imagine how they may have felt. They both had promises from angels about the special child that Mary would bear. But, that it, but then it seemed everything had gone a little wrong. This special child ended up being born where animals were kept. Mary and Joseph probably thought they'd imagined everything about those angels. This wasn't special at all. This was just dirty and lonely and horrible. But then they had some visitors. And we worked out earlier that the shepherds came before the magi in the quiz, didn't we? And the first visitors were shepherds. And the shepherds came because they had been told by angels to go look in Bethlehem for a baby born as saviour, the Christ. And there was to be a special sign so that they'd know where they'd go, so that they would know they'd go to the right baby. Does anybody know what that special sign was? That they would know that it was the right baby. A star, no. The star was that they'd know the right place. In the place, when they were there, the star was actually above them. There might have been a few babies, yeah? Angels, yeah, they gave the message, but what exactly was it? Oh, they find him lying in a manger. The baby would be the only baby lying in an animal's feeding trough. Alan told me that you might not know that one. But according, but you did, according to the story as Luke sets it out, that all happened on one, in one night, on the first night, and now it's a week later. A week might not seem very long, but it surely feels long when you're not getting any sleep because you're carrying a crying baby. And as Mary and Joseph set off from Jerusalem, I wonder what they felt. The visit from the shepherds, that they'd been really weird, but very precise. But with each mile they travelled away from Bethlehem, it must have seemed odder and odder. And now they were going to the temple in Jerusalem, the capital. I guess a capital city then was like a capital city now. Everyone rushing this way and that, no one with any time, everyone thinking themselves better or cleverer than those country folk who might come in every now and then to go ooh and ah at the impressive buildings. If anything mattered in those days, then Jerusalem was the centre of it. That's where all the Jewish priests led the worship in the temple. That's where the rulers of the Jews ruled from. Greater Anglia is offering special rail tickets at the moment. Five pounds each way. Very cheap. But is it to Leeds or Cardiff or Nottingham? No. They know that everyone wants to go to London. And that's where the special cheap tickets are for. The capital was a place famous for being the centre of everything. And here was Mary and Joseph on the road to Jerusalem, feeling very small, knowing that they were from very far away. You see, their normal home wasn't Bethlehem. They'd only needed a room there because the Romans were counting everyone in the towns that their family had come from a long time ago. In fact, Mary and Joseph lived normally in Nazareth, in the far north of the country. Far away from bright lights and the glamour 
of Jerusalem. And I'm guessing that with each mile, they would have grown more and more unsure about what the shepherds had said. It would seem far away, not really a story to bring to Jerusalem. Anyway, they turned up in Jerusalem and in the great temple of the Lord there. They were ready to present Jesus in the temple. But in the temple they met two old people. One was called Simeon and another was a woman named Anna. Simeon had also heard from God. Simeon was old. But God had said he would not let him die until he'd seen the one who who would save God's people, the Jews. And Simeon saw Mary and Joseph and the baby, and he held that baby. And he gave thanks to the Lord God, as we've heard in the reading. This child will be a light for God's own people, the Jews, but also for the world in its darkness. And Anna turned up and said very much the same thing. Mary and Joseph would almost certainly have been wondering what might happen in Jerusalem. Everything special about this baby belonged with dreams and angels far away from the temple, surrounded by this impressive temple. They might feel that their life was small and unimportant and that it just didn't matter. But here and now, at the very heart of the temple, any doubts would have been put to one side. Here are people who belong in the temple, who are priests and prophets, the really important people in the, te- in the country. And it's not now just shepherds, but these people, Simeon and Anna, who are saying, this child will rescue very many, but there will be pain for you too along the way. It must have felt to Mary and Joseph that wherever they went, God was being careful to send a message to that place. Mary had had a visit from an angel when she, saw, when she was in the far north in Nazareth. They'd had the visit from the shepherds while they were in Bethlehem. And now at the very centre of the country, where everything important happened, they were given another word from God. Layer upon layer seemed to be saying, when Jesus couldn't even yet speak for himself, put your trust in God who really will use this child. Of course, there's nothing like this story. We can't say because of this story, God will always tell us something multiple times. They were the parents chosen to bring up the Son of God in every way. This story is special. But it does nonetheless show us God's character. He doesn't tell them in one moment of the story and then leave them on their own for 25 years. God wants them to be sure. God wants them to be utterly sure because they're going to have to do things that depend on these promises. It's not God's character to be uncertain or feeble or unsure. He cares about Mary and Joseph, not just about Jesus. It's a sign, perhaps, of how much he cares about all his people. Earlier on, we heard about choices we've sometimes had to make. And sometimes we may feel that we really didn't know what to do. When it matters to God what happens, he really does show the way. 
Perhaps when he doesn't show the way, it's because it doesn't matter either way. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that we have a a pastor of this church, a rector, who loves to expound your scripture. And we thank you for his ministry here. And we pray for his healing right now. And Lord, as we are people who face all sorts of difficult situations in life, as Mary and Joseph did, sometimes we feel like we are wandering around not knowing where we're going. Lord, when it matters to you, you show us the way. And may we be people who have eyes to see that and eyes to see your will for our lives. Amen.